0: It's been two weeks and we thought we could get rid of Plum, but he was just away making NFTs of a scissor lift for Brian Kelly. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write.
1: Welcome back,
0: everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by America's Tallest Vacuum, Kevin Greck, <laughs> and local posture typist, Alex Plum. He'll
1: read anything.
0: He'll can we, read
1: can anything. We cut this? Can we cut this? Doesn't make sense. Hey, um, Alex,
0: I, Alex, I'm going to go ahead and demand a limerick by the time the episode is finished so that you can redeem
2: kick the episode off with a reference to a news story from 10 years ago and then we segue straight in to a apropos
1: of nothing
2: like just
1: like it's very hot in this room and there's an air conditioner that is generating cold air but for some reason where is it going it's where anyway
2: where does it go it's attaching itself to that extension cord in the in the uh closet behind you and then escaping up into the, uh, into the attic. I think that's where it's going
1: directly. To the attic.
2: Yes. <sighs> Thank
0: you everyone. For some reason,
1: listening to this podcast, this is
2: our worst. Like I must say our worst opening that we've ever <laughs> recorded. <laughs> I referenced something that no one listening has any chance of knowing what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. You went, you went very anti-Terry Gross on this. I did. Uh, I Yes, thank you. <laughs> really, <She's a laughs> Just click fast just forward. She's uh, <laughs> a if we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Just maybe not this episode. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Grek, what are we doing this show? Oh, there's news, guys. It was asked to me this
2: week by some fool, what are we going to cover this week? And I said, fool. Well, there's actual stuff to talk about. Uh, There are recruits. There are NFTs. There are NF tucks. There are (laughs) happenings in Ann Arbor that you're only going to hear about here. Here. (laughs) Certainly not going to hear about them in the free press or the Detroit News or any of those institutions. Garbage rags. And then, of course, as always, Twitter questions.
0: (sighs) All right. Gentlemen, let's get into it. And I say we uh, we delay uh, the combo about NF Tuck until we've covered the the cheery news, the great news, yes, glowing news. So uh, football, the sport that always leads. We picked up a commit and a commit at a position of need. Uh, Greg, tell the folks about Stanton Rammel. Other than awesome first name.
2: Yes. Well, awesome physique too. We talk about the, uh, the new athletic stature required by Mel Tucker, and he fits the mold as an offensive tackle. Uh, Stanton is already six seven, three hundred and ten 310 pounds, which is pretty close to what you want, like yeah. playing height and weight like that. That's a dude already. Um, and in a position of need, and we talked about this, the concern in the fan base, the question about what Tucker is going to do. Well, he went out and got the third highest-rated commit of the class at a position of need, in a position where you need to recruit from high school. Uh, 197 nationally, uh, 29th highest-rated uh, uh, offensive tackle, number three recruit in Alabama. For what it's worth, um, four-star. You know, very impressive on the rebound here for Mr. Tucker. Like, I think maybe that's the story here. If anything, it's as much as we love D'Antonio and Izzo occasionally. Occasionally, you know, like this week, we, when the man goes and takes a rebound recruit, you can kind of tell <laughs> it's uh, there's a certain profile that doesn't look like this. Yeah, so, I uh, mean, very I- encouraging.
0: Yeah, I think the folks at 24-7 have said that, that Stanton was always a take, that if they mm-hmm. could get three offensive tackles, uh, they would have. But um, he certainly had less uh, pub, as as the kids say, uh, than, say, Pancha- Pancake Concho or um, some of the other offensive tackles that are now escaping my, my memory. Uh, his offer list, though, uh, nothing to sneeze at. No. Uh, yeah. uh, we got a Penn State on there. We got an Arkansas, an Auburn, a Clemson. Um, I'm just You've got LSU, you've got Ole Miss, yeah. you've got Tennessee, you've you got, got Appalachian
1: State,
0: you got Marshall, you got Towson, you've got. Uh, I will note he does have a Northwestern offer, which I only bring up because uh kid can't be um, a slouch in the school either.
2: And um, a Duke offer.
0: Yeah, and a Duke offer. Uh, so. Um, this is a a big pickup, really exciting. To your point, Greg, I think the the phrase of the the hour, position of need. So
2: And we should call out a Jackson State offer. So take that,
0: Neon Dion. Yeah. Get out of here, primetime. Get out of here. Neon
1: Dion, Dion. Uh
0: uh All right. Let's talk about our the the basketball commit we have for the nonce. Uh Garrig Normand. Uh what a name. Yeah, Plum. What can you tell me about Garrig? And uh, can you do the comparison that everyone else is doing and just call him Matt McQuaid already?
1: Uh, is it, see, I see. I get the sort of Matt McQuaid comp, but I'm more interested by the fact that he looks like a a smileier version of our favorite doofus Joey Hauser. Um, would you
0: Would you be surprised to find out that we stole him from Wisconsin? Uh,
1: <laughs> I would. <laughs> Not because I listened to the podcast last week, where I believe it was discussed. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. Oh wait, was it discussed last week in the podcast? Or am I making something up?
0: I don't know if we talked about it. I I tend to just forget as soon as yeah. we stop recording. Stop recording.
1: Um, it's he's a, a shooting mechanism. guard, 6'5", 175 pounds, out of North Richland Hills, Texas, where he went to Birdville High School, which is a fantastic name. Uh, the kids of four-star. He's ranked 73rd nationally according to Rivals. Um, Apparently, the kid has the competitive drive and mental toughness. That is expected of a Tom as a recruit. But whether and how he's able to fit into the lineup remains, of course, to be seen. I don't... Tell me what what does everyone see that is Matt McQuaid about him? Because physically he's... he's, Well, fine. But physically, the like doofy-ish. Oaf- can we say oafish? Is that offensive yet? Until it's offensive, he has the oafishness of our friend Joey Hazard.
2: I won't know until we hear him speak uh, in the media, uh, because I will never forget the moment that I heard Matt McQuaid speak the first time, and it was like, that voice is coming out of that dude. These There's don't not a connection there.
1: Yeah, there's no way.
2: There's no way. So Gerg, uh, I will withhold any Matt McQuaid uh, comps until such
0: time. Uh, but I think from a play perspective, he's a three-point yeah. shooter like Matt McQuaid like Matt and McQuaid is can slash and like and Joey Hauser is. Well, he can right? he's got a lot more uh, athleticism, uh, plays a lot more above the rim, uh, you know, can do a can do a lob situation, can dunk. Um, that's that's the comp.
2: Going back to the intangibles, unlike Joey Hauser, he doesn't smell like wet hay, I'm told.
1: <laughs> so. Which is actually was, was so in the, unnecessarily it. mean. Was in, the, was, in the actually, it was in the minus column, actually. Was in Tom's Izzo, Izzo's minus column. He's
2: like, I'm from the Yoop. I kind of prefer that. If I it can't be the that. aroma of a copper mine, I'll take wet hay. Must, Thank musty, you very much.
1: Musty smell.
2: This is one of the meaner things I've said about an existing student athlete in
1: a
0: while yeah we'll see if this ends up on the cutting floor uh, the um look I think the the interesting thing about Garrick norman is that in terms of who's on the team or who may be on the team when he joins, there's not a lot of wing depth uh, and so he may actually be someone who sees meaningful minutes in the same way Matt McQuaid did yeah. as, as a freshman. Um, so, uh, the, the one, uh, I was, I was doing a little bit of reading on, on his profile. The other thing that's kind of exciting to me is that he is a guy who can, uh, catch and shoot off the move, which I don't feel like we've had that kind of three point shooter in a little bit. It always felt like a guy had to kind of get set up or be stationary, Maybe I'm thinking just a little bit too much of Gabe Brown, but like, are we
2: forgetting already Matt McQuaid's little sidestep move off the fake? Come on, man! Come no, not-
0: on! All right, he's on staff now. It's been a minute since Matt McQuaid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, I think Garrick Norman is actually. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think maybe there's a recruit possibly coming that's higher rank Uh, but i think garrick norman brings something to the table that that this team will will really
1: need when he joins it so yeah um big pickup yeah we i know i think i asked this whenever the last time I was on a few months ago i guess uh does it mean anything does a commitment mean anything right now for the class of 2023
0: yeah, they sign in November and and you see way less flipping in basketball than you do in and I mean it happens but like Yeah. I mean, we
2: this is something that we talked about on the pod and we weren't corrected by the Twitter listeners or the Twitter followers, so that tends to indicate to me we indicate. that we we got it right.
1: Rarely Izzo happens. has
2: not had a lot of flips in his time as head coach. So, yes. I think you can I think you can take comfort in this plum, but Given what you know now about Xavier Booker, I, I'm curious. Yeah, we missed you that week. Uh, any anything you want to say about uh, about Izzo bringing in a top five recruit and Mr. Xavier Booker?
1: I again, I just don't. I don't know. I don't understand how it happened. Izzo has not as you guys already you guys already talked about this. Izzo is not the guy that pulls in these recruits typically. It scares me because I don't like to get excited about things that don't last. I don't think this is going to last because nothing ever does. And while I agree with your takes last week that Izzo is not washed up, that he's, you know, he's certainly not lost his spark for coaching or anything else like that, um, what's the kids' connection in Michigan? Indianapolis, Cathedral High School. I, I know we've recruited out of there before. I don't know. I just – I Come come signing day, I
0: guess. Ooh. And then when signing day comes, you will be uh, on pins and needles that Tom Izzo will die. And he will then be able to get out of his letter of intent. Yes. So we're going to have to deal with that for an entire year. And then they'll start playing and he'll be
2: worried that like, he's going to get injured or something like that. The or mistake won't live one of you expectations. made was
1: referring to him. <laughs> And uh, by the way, I, this I wanted to get into a little bit. Uh, Excellent. Do you have notes
2: from I, I, I from should have. time
1: away? I should have. Frankly, I'm surprised <laughs> that I'm remembering half of this. Because you called me out when you mentioned our <laughs> friend from Memphis. Formerly mm-hmm. from Memphis. Now playing where? Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti. College? Ypsilanti. Yep. Ypsilanti. Private University School for the Deaf? No. Nope. Nope. Oh, is he going to Eastern? Yeah, yeah, he's going to Eastern. Oh, that is where it is. Okay, we did talk about that. L O L O L. Amani Bates. School. I. You told you on this pod you besmirched my name. (laughs) (laughs) Never. And you suggested that I thought that was a flip.
0: Oh, did I imply that? You did imply that. Uh, well, I think, I, I think what it was is that you had texted that something to the effect of that the same thing that happened to Imani is going to happen with Xavier Booker.
1: Yeah. Well, you didn't really resourced it because I definitely think that was a flip and I stand by that it was a flip. And he's a piece of shit who committed to Michigan State University and was recruited very hard by Tom Izzo despite the fact that his father is insane and you know Tom knew that. So this is why I'm so upset at Imani is because he flipped. I, I, is that not a flip? I don't understand why that's not a flip.
2: Well, he reopened his recruitment for a long period of time. Usually a flip would go directly Immediately. to the school. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, yeah. I think that's, uh, I'll stop now. But my point just is, this kid, I don't know. Imani Bates, Max Christie, what good have they done? What contribution have they made to the program other than this fantastic fodder for my uh, opprobrium and sardonic wit on this podcast?
0: Well, it's very exciting. It's time to be excited again, and I think that's that's it. Where you need to land I mean, in all I'll of this not. is that, and
2: by, as you mentioned, Jonesy. Just reiterating, it's going to be it's time to be excited again very soon. Yes. It sounds like,
0: by all it indications. Right.
1: By all indications.
0: Uh, so we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Knocking on wood, uh, but uh, Tom Izzo. Uh, living the how Stella got her groove back. Um, <laughs> and, and you can uh, own this
2: moment uh, via NFT, I- Izzo FT or, or something like that um, in an upcoming Mint uh, that's, that's and happening.
1: I you're going for
2: NF Tom. NF
1: Go that's back to our young man open, over there. Be right
0: the cold open. Let's do it all over again. He's back.
1: I know Tom.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, last note before we get into the NFTs uh, Gabe Brown is signed with the Raptors. And I think we can all take a moment to say congrats, Gabe. Uh, yep. that, that's very Happy exciting. Happy for him.
1: I, we've always liked Gabe uh, Brown on this <laughs> podcast.
0: Except when we don't.
1: And when we don't, we still want good for him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Unlike. Always. I mean, I, and I just, I'll speak for myself. I've been outrageous toward most people, but I, it was, yeah, I did hate Gabe for a little bit. But generally speaking, I respect it.
2: But it was fleeting.
1: It was it, fleeting. It was, yeah. It's always fleeting. It's All not right. always fleeting. <laughs> Some of them it is not I'm fleeting. Generally never going to be fleeting for
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. NF Talks. Jonesy. Yeah. Um, explain. I, I think we should explain to the listeners what this is.
0: Yeah, so I think we want to take maybe a minute or two to, to potentially educate uh, some folks on what NFTs are. Yeah, so we so we'll start with laying out a bunch of things. That, uh, the thing that happened, and then Greg, I'll let you kind of backfill the information on on what an NFT is, how it works on a on a super basic level, and then we'll get into why we think this is stupid. Um, and so. Mel Tucker released a series of NFTs, uh, which for the moment we'll call a digital card, uh, that, like a trading card, if you will, um, that uh, he is selling to raise money for the Boys and Girls Club of Southeast Michigan. So great cause. Uh, along with your purchase, you get to come to some practices and apparently participate in some online chats with Mel Tucker. Um, so that's the thing that has happened. Uh, and Greg, can you tell people a little bit more about what an NFT is and how you purchase one because they go hand in hand?
2: Yes. So if you're not familiar with NFTs, you probably at least heard something about cryptocurrency. And how that entire process works is on a technology called the blockchain. And what the blockchain is, is a public ledger um so anyone with internet access can go and look at all of the transactions and all of the wallets of individuals that are participating in this blockchain now in cryptocurrency usually what's being exchanged are coins so you know there's x number of coins or some technologies that are being minted all the time but there's an exchange of these and they're meant to the represent most
0: popular are bitcoin bitcoin
2: ethereum etc
0: You might
2: have seen Doge. Uh, Doge had a moment um, when it was being pumped and dumped by the richest man on the planet on SNL, Uh, but that's for another day. On that same technology, the blockchain, you can do other things, including the exchange of something called NFTs, non-fungible tokens. And what non-fungible tokens are is they're meant to be small contracts Uh, that are usually just plain text that, again, it's entirely public. They exist on this blockchain. Um, In the case of NFTuck, it it is actually uh, using an Ethereum blockchain. Um, But basically, it's proof of digital ownership. And the idea is you can own something in that smart contract that anyone can access. They can see what that thing is. Uh, Often, in these cases, it's a hyperlink to an image. So like a GIF or like in the case of NF Tuck, a picture of his bowl championship ring. And there's a finite number of them in the case of NF Tuck, I think 120 in total or something like that. Um, They're exchanged via the blockchain. So that is to say you put up uh, some percentage of Ethereum. In this case, it looks like a quarter or a half, and the ownership of that gets transferred to you um at the time of recording, just to give some indication of how expensive this is, one ethereum coin is seventeen hundred dollars so when n f tuck an n f tuck of his bowl championship ring, which is not to be clear his actual bull championship ring, it is A digital picture of his bowl championship ring. Did anyone Uh, get
0: screenshot?
2: It's half of that. So you're talking about nearly, you know, eight hundred, you know, nine hundred ish dollars. Um, Now, sometimes with NFTs, what will happen is there's other uh, there's other perks of ownership. So there there's a reason that you might want to exchange these things, buy them, sell them, etc. Um, one is they might inflate in value. And given that only, I think, 10 of 120 NF tucks have sold, don't think you have to worry about them inflating in value. But the other thing is they do represent apparently access to Tucker on discord six times over the course of the season. And they represent an opportunity for you to in real life, go to practice. So that is NF Tuck. It was released to great fanfare and scratching of heads and some amount of shame by the members of this podcast earlier this week. And I would say that it's not exactly taken the world by
0: storm. So I think there's a couple other things that maybe uh, are relevant informations for why we also think these things are bad. Yes. Uh, right. So one, it is an entirely speculative market. So uh, whether that's in cryptocurrency or NFTs, it is largely uh, hyper wealthy people who are able to participate in them and, and profit off of them, which is, you know, I don't think it so much aligns with our values, uh, but they also oh. get real people to buy into them because they aspire to be like these people and because it's a, a market that can be swung by a single whale Mm-hmm. people can be left out to dry. The other piece of this that's really important is this data lives on a server. Servers require power to run. And as a result of that, it, you know, in and we're talking massive logs of transactions, so these are in in some cases incredibly complex and 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 massive server farms that the carbon footprint. In in fact Ethereum literally calls it gas. The amount of money that it takes to to have this thing because of a, a, a gas tax. Yeah. Uh, but it's not carbon offsetting, it's just literally the cost of powering this thing. And so there's a negative environmental impact that also goes along with this weird speculative market of, of digital currency and, and digital items. So uh,
1: I, go ahead, Paul. I was gonna say, yeah, to your point, Jones, Ethereum contributed 47 million tons of carbon dioxide to the atmosphere just last year, um, which is an unreasonable amount. I mean, we're talking, that's like kind of on the level of like a coal plant. You know, when you think about how much, how much emissions we're-, we're, we're It's like
2: coal the coal plant. emissions of a whole state.
1: I mean, it's, I it's insane. So there's definitely that to think about. Um, the second thing is non-fungible means unique. Okay, a fungible token is like cash. You give someone a dollar, they give you four quarters, those four quarters are the same. If I trade quarters or dollars with Jones, I get quarters and dollars back. They're the same. They're fungible. But these things with these NFTs, they're not, you're not so with art specifically, because that's how I understand NFTs were really first making their way out here was artwork, right? You could be the owner of a really important piece of art. But for most NFTs, the artist art isn't actually relinquishing their intellectual property and they're not relinquishing their ability to reproduce said property so yeah. what you what do you actually own um you and,
2: own text on a own, fictional thing it's that only says, real
1: because we agree it's real but there's yeah. no enforcement there's no accountability and i think part of the thing that the our world is the fact that you get the physical thing you know i can go to the store i can order on Etsy right now a reproduction of the mona lisa And I can have that print nicely framed and put in my house, but it's not the Similarly,
2: I could go on Etsy. I could order, uh, you know, um, paintings of my family without their actual faces, only their mouths. And I could gift them to my husband. Uh, I could do that as well.
0: Die. I, uh, (laughs) I hate it here. I should I hate it here is right. There are
2: huge problems with this. I, I think I'm sorry to interrupt, but there are a couple of ways where we're being a little pearl clutchy, maybe. One, we haven't quite said yet that uh that there haven't been that many transactions. We haven't emphasized that. So the probably the the carbon footprint of this is not that substantial.
0: Though. That's not the
2: point. Though. Two it, this is hardly the first time ever that, you know, access to the uh, head football coach or to practice is available only to the wealthy. Like that is the cost of doing business that happens every day in college football. And it's happened on campus here. If anything, maybe you can make the argument that this democratizes it by being an open public uh, uh, public do, uh, do uh, marketplace. Do um, that. Do that. But I would say that this is unnecessarily complicated. Uh, We had uh, mechanisms for this in the past. You could just do a charity auction or something like that. Um, There's nothing about this that needs to exist. And there's a lot about this that continues to add to the credibility of a system that we think is incredibly flawed and misguided. And that's my issue with it.
1: For, for $446, someone can get a slick graphic on a, a, a gift loop of a, a tennis shoe that Mel Tucker may wear to an upcoming game day. But I'm guessing that $446 is really so that these guys can get access to six practices. Guys, I should assume that they're known, That these folks... Can get access to the six pra- on field, pra- on field access to six practices and six video chats yeah. with Mel Tucker.
0: The I I think that's right, it, and I think my Tucker had said in the announcement because, I, Rick, I, I wanted to circle back because you're right. Like we're being I I don't think it's so much pro-clutching cl- uh, as w- we think it's raising money for charities. Great, I mm-hmm. think the idea that that fans can participate in these things that that uh gain access to unique opportunities is great and i don't even know that i would be well i would still be bothered by the nfts but if there was a a corresponding physical item that you also got in exchange for it i think a- you
2: do actually get a like shoes? an inkjet copy of the thing that you no bought. no no, I, no. They mail no. It to your
0: house. I want a i want a coin in the coin ones i want his shoes in the shoes one I want his ring in the ring one. Like that's well, what that's. That's non-fungible. I mean, the no, shoe no, no. is you non-fungible. Sell, you, sell, you sell both. You sell the NFT, which gives you the digital version of it, and then you get the fungible b- well, version of it.
1: No, that's see, I'm gonna disagree with you there. I think if you're gonna go down the route of NFT, paying for the exp- where I where my brain goes is, okay, you don't get anything physical, fine, but you're getting in this added experiential piece. You're getting the Unique set of partners that. Hey, look! I get to talk to Tucker with 400 other doofuses on Zoom for 20 minutes. Well, right now only 10. And they could
0: have just done that though,
1: and I think that's the that's the point is that no, 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 and you're yes, and that's 100% right. But this is where I'm going to say, and I don't like this either. I think this is generally stupid, mostly because I don't understand it. But our media team gets it, and this might be flash in the pan. Uh, NFTs and Ethereum and the blockchain may already have had its moment, but until it fully does, and you've got guys who are willing to make this money, and Mellow's directing it to a charity, it's in the zeitgeist. No one fucking knows what an NFT is. So why the fuck not try to put some cobble, some bizarre, experiential, plus slick graphic of a tennis shoe? I mean, it is almost uh, what's the artist where everything is just absurd. What is absurdism? Who's the uh, absurdist artist? It's all, anyway, that should have went be a lot better. No. Monet. No, but it, 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 the point is... okay. That's yeah. closer. <laughs> closer, closer, closer. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I like that the folks behind the computer, the Michigan State's media team, are working hard to find unique, bizarre ways to interact with Spartan faithful. And clearly, while the only three of them have bit, or however many, well, they, there's something I want to see.
0: I want to complain about one more thing, though, because yeah. the the other the other part of of being able to buy these is that you have to buy crypto. Yeah, that's its own problem.
1: I, I don't disagree. I I'm with you on that.
0: So I, I think the piece of it that I, I, I want to sort of my. Mel Tucker then becomes a a messenger, an, an evangelist, if you will, for for participating in. It's not just the NFT, right? Because you have to buy the crypto in order to buy the NFT, right. and so you are potentially taking people who don't participate in this economy, this uh, small world version of an economy, uh, and and fantasy land nonsense, and and you 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 draw them in because you're Mel Tucker it's a, it's about the, the the message that you're the custodian of and the the power that you wield over people's passions and what you've done is you've taken people's passion for Michigan state for for fandom and frankly for what you're building here and you've used that power you have yeah. to get them to participate in something that they might not have otherwise yeah and that's and like yeah I think I think it's all stupid I think carbon's stupid I think it, like I hate all of it but the piece that Really pisses me off. The piece that I feel like no one thought about is that you got you were a gateway drug, if you will, into something that is not good, and you got people to buy it. You got them to set up their Coinbase wallet. You get them to to get the targeted ads as a result. Like it's a whole ecosystem that's set up to take the money from ordinary folks and push it off to rich people, and that's what's most disappointing to me. So it's, yeah, it's, that, that's,
1: but it's not going to rich people here. I mean, I get what you're saying. The gateway is that it could.
0: Well, um, but what if you bought one Ethereum token? What are you like? You know what? I, I'm going to buy one Ethereum token. You see what happens with it. I'm going I'm to spend the quarter token on, on the shoe gif. <laughs> well, I mean, as we Speak said- that out loud
2: with me. The shoe gif. As we said before, <laughs> one Ethereum token is almost $1,800. So th- I don't think this is an impulse purchase right. uh, yeah, type would, of situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. I get, I get what you're it saying. Normalizes James. something
0: that shouldn't be normalized.
1: I'm just saying uh, you yeah. can't you can't call something an NFT that for which there are 50 available of. Like that <laughs> doesn't make sense. Like it just that's not an NFT. There's there, one. There's, there's one
2: individually numbered. Alex, one that, to one hundred. Just <laughs>
1: not. I hate it. And that's that's the thing that I hate because that's what's inconsistent about the whole fucking thing. Well, and the other piece of this is that it's a fundraiser. And to your (laughs) dig early, Greg, it hasn't raised
0: funds. And if he had just (laughs) offered, again, if he had offered a physical token, it was like nice and shiny.
2: Or if he had operated in any of the existing uh, exchanges that we have to facilitate this type of thing.
0: You know. if, if you'd had a summer, like, you know how you can buy, go to the spring game? If you had offered a fall camp ticketed version to raise money for the Boys and Girls Club, I bet you you could have raised the same value.
1: Well, I'm going to say this, and then we're going to move on. Redemption. Mel Tucker needs a shot at redemption.
0: Oh, that's a transition. Okay. Okay. I had one more thing on this topic. You son of a bitch. But uh, it's Dude, all right. We'll, say, we'll No, no, no. You can't you can't tease like that.
1: Damn so, it. I transitioned us.
2: If if you're familiar with NFTs and crypto and those types of things, you know the old classic, something goes a little bit wrong, and you just say, ah, it's for charity now. And as Jonesy, one of your friends, pointed out, this boys and girls club of Michigan thing is not part of the official website. It's not part of the
0: uh, exchange.
2: It's not anywhere except for on Twitter. And I'm a little... I wonder if that was sort of a late ad. And I wonder... How differently would you guys feel if this was just Mel Tucker selling access, either to enrich himself or to raise money for the athletic department or...
1: Yes, that's right. And that's why I take him at his word. But you're right. There's some accountability issue there. But I will say, isn't the whole point behind the NFT piece eventually to get it it for players? And see, now I think the calculus changes. Because while I would be uncomfortable having Mel Tucker keep the money that I'm paying for shoe gift, I'm Mm -hmm. much less uncomfortable if it's someone else's why well, now can't we're in Spartan a single... dog for life yeah. territory yeah uh, Elijah Collins why can't it be Elijah Collins's shoe gift like fine I'm happy to pay for Elijah Collins's shoe gift I'm not but I'm just saying that seems less icky to me than the man who's making tens of millions $10 million. of dollars yeah
0: yeah because it, it does feel like Elijah Collins is just hustling right but well, like they like, all are
1: that's the whole fucking thing that's what right, the game is. Uh,
0: yeah but uh, yeah it, Eli Collins is, a, it, Eli Collins is a, a particularly unique selection because of sort of where his career trajectory has yeah. gone. But yes, I, I agree. I agree. Um, and it's... But... You hear that, listener?
2: Yes, redemption that you just
0: heard. If Tucker was... I'll just say this to answer your question. If Tucker was selling this on his own, Zs? Oh, boy. I think we've been kind to him in this particular... Uh, there would segment. be no redemption.
2: Yeah.
0: There would be no redemption. And on that note, folks, let's talk about what we're drinking. Give him uh, this
2: transition now, Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to Plum's point, Redemption is here, and uh, we want to thank a uh, listener, Mike Jones, uh, who we are finding out gave us
1: iterations on the same thing, but not <laughs> quite <laughs> the same thing. Mike Jones, you had the opportunity to listener guest me right out of a job last week, and you didn't take it. You didn't take it because you didn't give us the same kinds of alcohol so that we could share them in our own worlds. And so, so I'm, uh, I'm the man out today.
0: We are uh, we're drinking Redemption. Uh, Plum is drinking the straight rye. Uh, Greg and I have drank the high, high rye, rye whiskey or high rye bourbon. High yeah, rye bourbon. high rye bourbon. High rye bourbon. I will also shout out really quickly uh, because I've transitioned to the Santa Fe Brewing Company, which my mother and father brought me as part of their road trip, the, Im- the Imperial Java Stout. One, get oh. ready for this to get sloppy on the back end. Two, it is fantastic. Uh, but the High Rye Whiskey, Greg, what do you think? And then Plum, I want to hear about the rye.
2: Well, the High Rye Whiskey, speaking of it getting sloppy, is a very approachable whiskey, bottled at uh, 46% alcohol. And, woof, uh, oof, it's got some kick to it, man. So um, I, I'm not sure this is one that you want to get in the habit of drinking just uh, neat. Um, but whew, uh, you want to pour it in something you want to, you want to have a mixer. I mean, a little bit of this goes a long way. This is what I've experienced so far.
0: Uh, would you recommend?
2: Yeah, dude. Look <laughs> <laughs> <Pick> it
0: up. <laughs> the face
1: on that. Blum, well, how's your ride? Uh, the one thing I will say is uh, it shares similar characteristics as those described by Kevin Drake. 92 Proof. Uh, he didn't mention that it was barreled in the Indiana Heartland. So if you are... Say more. If you are John McCoy, you are wanting to go to the local Fort Wayne Alcohol and Beverage Commission location. Do they have those? Do they have ABCs in is, Indiana? Is this Mike
0: Pence land or Pete Buttigieg's land?
1: I think this is... Well, I guess we'll see. But
2: well, now it's hmm. definitely Land Now that if it's, if it's Mayor Pete is a Michigander,
1: Lawrenceburg, Indiana, icky, icky. I just don't like the state of Indiana. Sorry, John. Um, it is actually a palatable rye. It has <laughs> it has the same invitational uh, on the nose flavor that like a bullet rye is going to have. It doesn't have the bullet smoothness, but it is absolutely accessible and if what you're looking for is a straight ride to put into drinks or to sip after a long day at work, I uh, don't know why you would choose this one particularly for that purpose, but, you know, on a budget, get some redemption, and then offer it to Mel Tucker.
0: Let's, uh, uh, let's head off Grand River, where I think half in the bag is the right level to start this conversation, and hopefully we don't end fully in the bag. Uh, so Mel Pearson, Ward Manual. Best of friends, Uh, apparently. They,
1: they, listen, if this, I'm going to just say what everyone's thinking. No one's thinking this.
2: You can't see it, listeners, but Jonesy and I are leaned in on this one.
1: Zero percent of people are thinking this. But Mel Tucker and Mel, oh, Jesus Christ, that's not what I meant. Mel Pearson and Warda Manuel Mm. Mm.
0: So. Say, say more. I can't. Say more. I can Elaborate. Uh, we don't get it. Legally i Legally, they can't not allowed see, they to. They can't see that face. They can't uh, see that face. They can
1: guess. You can guess, dear listener, what kind of, what kind of gentle cooing eyes I was making at the boys this week. All right, Greg.
0: So uh, give the folks. Uh, so Mel Pearson, the, 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 the headline is Fired. Uh, as an at-will employee, because his contract had expired, and he just kept showing up to work. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's the headline. Uh, tell me what he did to deserve to be fired, and then why Ward Manuel said,
1: "I'm not sure about that." Well, you better, credit you first. Pronounce it right.
2: Go ahead. It needs to be given to listener guest uh, JD underscore Bear, who covered this on the podcast and kind of called yeah. the shot on this a little bit. Refused um, the
1: couch. Love him. So great job!
2: What we learned uh, from the Wilmer Hale report, which very mm-hmm. important to know, even though the Detroit News thought that this was not information worth passing along to its readership,
1: not reputable. Um, Nolan Finley is a boob. Continue.
2: Was provided to the University of Michigan in March, March um, months
1: ago, or okay. May,
2: whatever months ago. It doesn't matter. May. Um, is that the following was found by Wilmer Hale, the law firm, uh, put in charge of doing the investigation. One, uh, it is true that Mel Pearson did in all likelihood encourage the team to lie about COVID contact tracing, um, both earlier in the season and during the NCAA tournament and members of the team felt the pressure from their head coach, to, to misrepresent their COVID status on forms. Now, the University of Michigan would point out that ultimately, uh, the f- the hockey team did leave the NCAA tournament, but not after a fair number of uh, falsified reports. Is and, that
0: uh, is that the same university that um, Jim Harbaugh invited reporters to to uh, see
1: their wonderful COVID protocols? Mm-hmm.
2: No so one had fun. done it better. No no one no one has ever done it better.
1: Basically well, they were, they were actually just beginning injecting bleach. That was the protocol he was most excited
2: about. Actually, I think uh, Mel Pearson said that he was using the Harbaugh playbook to do mm-hmm. this because I believe the basketball team and the football team have also misrepresented their COVID status at times to avoid
0: should have uh, aborted that situation.
2: Uh, <laughs> also found by the Wilmer Hale report is that at the very least, Mel Pearson harbored environment of hostility toward female staffers, uh, was aware of it, knew about it encouraged it in some cases, uh, and
0: I think in some cases as well, Yes,
2: the hostility was, uh, was like confronted by multiple people and some of them lost their jobs as a result. Um, also found that, uh, Mr. that coach Pearson ran off a senior captain because of, uh, him bringing forward cultural issues with the team. Uh, ran off, uh, a senior captain entirely off the roster. Uh, and later the entire senior class would, uh, band together to raise concerns about the, uh, about the culture of the hockey program and all of this, but especially the COVID status thing, uh, Wilmer Hale found that Mel Pearson deliberately misrepresented and lied in, uh, in their interviews with him about these topics. Um, And thus
1: found him to be.
2: Incredible. Incredible. Uh, Not. Not credible. Incredibly not credible. (laughs) Uh, This is all information that the University of Michigan has had for months. This is information that only became uh, available to the public this week when the Athletic originally uh, posted a, a piece on this outlining the the findings of the report, and then M Live ultimately published the entire report. Uh, after that uh, is when the real magic happened, but I've been, I've been talking for a while. So, Jonesy, Oh, uh, no, oh you aren't. passed to no. me?
1: Let's just say this, though. Let's just say, let me put the finer point on it. Because this, ultimately, this comes down to the kind of person that Word Manual is. Because with this information, mm-hmm. for the amount of time that he's had it, The fact that that Mel lied, the fact that he put players against players, decimated the team's culture, That players saying in the report that they thought that they could have gone a lot, you know, could have had all these different outcomes, could have been a team to really compete, especially this upcoming season. Mm -hmm. No hope for this upcoming season. And everything else, the board sees the report, the interim president or chancellor or whatever of the university, Mary Sue Coleman, sees the report and everyone's like, this guy has to go objectively. This guy has to go. And Ward's like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. Hold my Re- beer.
2: Reports were that the board and the president wanted Pearson gone and that Ward was holding out. As Ward, we know, uh, he made comments. He doesn't do media. This was pointed out a lot in the last week. He doesn't do media, but it was. How could, after- how could he? How could he do media? <laughs> can't can't reach it. Can't get there. Um, he, uh, he pointed out that he anticipated having Mel Pearson continue to be the, co- the head coach uh, after having all of this information. Um, so...
1: And I don't know who pointed this out, and I'll stop, John, so you can get into it, but the press release announcing his Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Friends, look up the passive voice. It has been decided that...
0: Uh... If, if, it is, the the thing is about that press release is that it's not so much, it. it there's plenty of reasons to make fun of the passive voice for, um, like uh, Donald Rumsfeld, mistakes were made, right? Which is him <laughs> abdicating responsibility. Correct. Uh, this wasn't so much an abdication of responsibility as, I don't want to be writing this right yeah. now. Yes. <laughs> like, and, and that's the piece of it that's truly telling. Uh, so I think i I think we need to have a bit of an uncomfortable conversation with the University of Michigan as uh as fans of alumni of a university that has gone through its fair share of shitty things, including uh, uh, recently, apparently the university um not releasing the 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 contracts uh, details for Mel Tucker, the donation details for Mel Tucker's contract contract, which I think we kind of glossed over. We may have flipped a little bit on this and said the university absolutely should release that nonsense, because maybe there's some stuff in there we've got some questions about. Um, But I think we got to have a conversation with our friends at the University of Michigan about them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we say this as Michiganders who want our higher inst- education institutions to represent good things, uh, and that our rivalry should exist on the field, and then in, in educational spaces, but not where, it, uh, not where the university sits right now. So um, let's go over a list of things that have come out under Ward Manuel's tenure. Uh, these are not limited to athletics only, but these are all things that Ward Manuel has presided over. Uh, the uh, Dr. Anderson uh, revelation that came out uh, that Bo knew. The statue still stands. The building is still named after Bo. Juwan Howard. First, assaults a coach.
1: <laughs>
0: and then second, batters a coach. You'll remember he attempted to batter Mark Turgeon and then later did batter a coach at Wisconsin. Ward Manuel's car, sorry, wife's car, is in the possession of Xavier Simpson, who, did he get in an accident? Jeff Jackson. Sorry, thank you.
2: In the possession of a Jeff Jackson.
0: Jeff Jackson. uh, During a encounter with police officers. Um, the, uh, assistant gymnastics coach in 2018, this is still Ward's tenure, right?
2: I think it was there four years ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, it's found, uh, what did we, uh, uh, plump was dalliance. The word we landed on
1: dalliance
0: having a dalliance with a student athlete, assistant coach having a dalliance with an athlete. And then, um, we, we do indeed also have, um, One of their professors, this is not athletics related, uh, being sentenced to five years for child exploitation, specifically taking a minor across state lines for the purposes of having sexual intercourse.
2: I mean, there's a ton more that you can do on the university side you could do.
0: Yes. And there's more that we choose not to quite have the conversation on about Juwan Howard. But if anyone wants to do some Googling about allegations about Juwan Howard. There's a very public record uh, that we can have, and they made that hire anyway and celebrated it anyway. So I don't, I don't know what we're supposed to do here, other than say I don't think what you're doing is okay or acceptable. And the fact that you have your AD digging in over your third, but maybe revenue sport in hockey, yeah, like what are we doing? What well, are,
2: as John U. Bacon said on Twitter, who is oh,
0: Jesus Christ,
2: uh, the, the university is losing its moral, would lose its moral authority to retain, uh, to retain uh, Mel he, Pearson. It lost its moral authority when it didn't take action on the report until it became public.
0: It lost so, its moral authority when it didn't take down the bow statue.
2: It lost its moral it. authority when it retained a coach that hit an opposing coach. Like there is, there is no moral authority at the University of Michigan. My question is, is Ward Manuel the worst, least effective athletic director uh, in major college sports? Or, Or is he actually truly the best? Because this is quite the rap sheet of stuff to happen to your athletic department in the media has not raked them over the coals in the way that they would rake over any other program.
0: But that's not even the point types of the way they should rake them over the coals. Yes. This is worthy of, you are a catastrophic leader, and it is unacceptable for you to be the custodian of the largest revenue maker of a public institution in the state other than the public, the tax department. Like, it, it's undoubted that the University of Michigan, as a public institution, brings in more money than any other department. Right?
2: probably yeah I, I don't I haven't looked at the accounting, sure, but you
0: you'd be unsurprised to find out. Would be unsurprised, yes. So like I just plum, this feels like right for you are teed up to comment here,
1: please. no, I mean that 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 that's the fucking question. i I hate them. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> like them. so oh. <laughs> so so with that said. Let me give you a little limerick before I tell you more of my thoughts on the matter. As ordered, a limerick from Michael Jones, not for the upper deck jerk guy, fuck that guy. All right. How do Wolverines say their leaders invest when Bo knew that old Bob liked to molest? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs)
2: right off the top what's he gonna end with if that's the second line
1: I really should have saved it how do Wolverine say their leaders invest when Bo knew that old Bob liked to molest Pearson killed a whole culture Howard strikes like a vulture And Ward ends in an E, not in (laughs) jest.
0: That is your best work. All right.
1: I had one a few weeks ago where I mentioned shitting the bed, and I think that was my best work, but... Well, oh you. no! Let, let's. Let, well, I guess what I want to talk because you, your, your ire, I think, has been appropriately placed in leadership at the leadership of the University of Michigan, who continues to eschew any responsibility for just ethical, moral leadership, and the press for not holding them accountable. That's my point. That's where I yep. want to go. This is the blue wall. And this is what we tried to talk to Graham about, and I still think this is where that there's just there is. Greg, uh, Greg, you let off on this. The fact that the news doesn't mention it's not yep. mentioned anywhere. In the article, it's not mentioned in MLive, it's, it's, no, it's not in the Athletic, it's nowhere other than maybe in passing when this report was available to the university. That is the article. It's not that this was allowed, which is its own article. It's not that there's a complete culture of decrepit athletics culture. How anyone can think that Ward Manuel is an appropriate leader is flummoxing, astounding, and unacceptable. Mm. But the fact that the media continues to give a pass to the university, excusing and ignoring the fact that it has all of the information for months, chooses to do nothing except to defend these perpetrators, to defend this. And John U. Bacon and the whole, if the university doesn't do something now, they've lost their moral authority. You, you don't or, have moral authority. There's or, nothing to lose.
2: He he also had a tweet in there that was a direct shot at MSU that was like, you, you need to give them credit for, for sourcing the report to begin with. As in having the report is the most important thing. You Taking action on it. You're it relevant. It's, it. it's having the report and paying for it that's the most important thing, don't you know?
1: But, also but again... The University of Michigan is a cult. It is unhealthy. It is not open to criticism. It is open to negative feedback unless it is developing the talking points. It's naming its own critiques and it is wallowing in the masturbatory wallowness of whatever the fuck they want to claim moral authority. I mean, they're not good people they're not good people in the athletic department and ward Manuel may be at heart a very very bad man but if the if mary sue coleman and the board of trustees or whatever the hell they are doesn't do something about him soon far worse things are going to continue to happen because the whole thing is just off the rails
0: i don't understand too it's not as if because we had Jaron when, when a lot of this tickled too, right? Plum, like this is the, this is the thing is we, we've we known, we've known, we've known and that the report didn't exist and we knew all of this and we didn't even get into the GLI stuff. Yeah. Which was also in the report. We didn't but, have all of the
2: culture stuff and we didn't, obviously we didn't know that he was lying to investigators at that time. Like there, there were fireable offenses that we didn't know about until this week. But the but the uh,
0: the the component of this that's even more head scratching is that his contract expired. Mm-hmm. So if you said, "Hey, you know, it's kind of shitty," but Ward Manuel said, "I can pay him one more month under the contract, and then I don't have to do shit." Then all right, you did some you did some uh, some accounting. You did some financial planning and you said, this is smarter for us in, in the long run. And like, you may not like it. You may say that the moral ground is where you should, you should land on. But you did a thing and eventually you, defi- you still fired him anyway. But what's crazy to me is that they had the report. The contract was already expired. Yep. And you can't put this all on word manual. And, and I refuse to believe the fight, because how can it be a fight if the president and the board... Did did Ward Manuel literally sit on the report? Did he he put it in the back of his car for months? And like someone from the athletic fished it. I I even think the framing of this story on the most favorable terms for Ward Manuel being a piece of shit isn't an accurate framing of the story because it still requires the board and Mary Sue Coleman to be either uh, feckless or pieces of shit also. That's Which I, is,
1: like, He reports to them. Yeah. I mean. Well, let's just say this. When, when his contract was, uh, was renewed in 2021, Mark Schlissel, highly respected, highly favored. Oh, we didn't even mention Mark Schlissel. And God. well-regarded God. Mark Schlissel. And highly lonely. Had this to say about Ward Manuel. Ward is a tremendous advocate for the health, safety, and well-being of our student athletes along with their intellectual and emotional growth and i would like someone other than john stupid u bacon to point to a single one of those attributes and give me just one example of a lasting thing that ward has done that won't be undone by the incredibly serious resume of failures that have occurred under his leadership for this athletic department. These, the, 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 the failures of Bob Anderson and Bo Beckler happened well before Ward took over. But culture work requires leadership, and leadership requires a sense of knowledge of oneself and a sense of purpose and identity in the world. And Ward Manuel clearly has none of that. So shame on him and shame on the university. And frankly, keep doing what you're doing, fuck asses, because you're making it great podcast recording material for us. Frankly, I was feeling fine today. And now look at me.
0: And now look at him. He's back. Uh, I've I think we even should
1: add uh, rum. Ah.
0: I think we should transition out with one fact about John U Bacon that that uh, old heads of the pod may remember, but that our new listeners may not before we get to our next bit. And that is that John U Bacon, for those who don't know, Goes about town with copies of his own book with him so that he can sign them. Because that's who John Bacon is. All right. We got to talk about Brandon with an E, stands with a Z. Let me do it, let me do it, let me do it, let me do
1: it. All right, you
0: do that. (laughs) Do it. Are you going
2: to do it in limerick form?
1: (laughs) I want to so badly. I wish I could just speak in limerick. Brandon with an E... Sands with a z brandon is more than our friend brandon also <laughs> extorted kevin greck for more money. why does this sound
0: like a hostage video
1: then we should have probably allowed him to do no we're kidding gold star mortgage is the firm you want to bank with if you are in the market for a mortgage or to refinance your existing mortgage What we understand about current trends in the housing market is that house prices are not going down, even though interest rates continue to increase as the Fed does what it can to stave off that ugly little R word that we can't use. So, if you're trying to wait out a dip in rates, it may not actually save you money because prices are continuing to climb, which is to say, yes, to higher interest rates, but also, no to big costs. So maybe now's the time for you to call Brandon with an E, Sands with an with a Z. Gold Star Mortgage is a Fortune 500 Michigan-based company that funds over a billion dollars in mortgages annually. Brandon's team has over a hundred years of combined industry experience, and they are licensed in 32 states, including the entirety of the Big Ten footprint and the future Big Ten, with the one exception of those dumbasses in Iowa. Yucky!
2: Which you don't even want.
1: No one wants like, to be there. You don't no. need to refinance your home in Iowa. It's mm. made of corn. Yeah. Just stop eating the corn off the cob. Uh, Brady has a very consultative approach, which he used with Kevin Breck to seduce yeah. Kevin's wife away. And only recently yes. have Kevin and his wife been able to um, resolve it's, that. It's been reconciled. a trying time, but uh, yes. it, it's
2: it was worth it in the long run. Very for the money.
1: Though. A, so, a way
2: better mortgage.
1: So consultative. Anyway, rates among the best in the country. He's got all the loan products and service uh, that you could want. They take care of their own loans in house. They're not going to sell you off to what was it uh, a couple weeks ago? Correct that you were talking about. Oh, oh my,
2: my guy, Mr. Cooper down at the center. Mr.
1: Cooper month. Oh, Mr. Cooper drives a panel van through yeah. your neighborhood, and that's not good. So give Brandon Sands a shout. Gold Mortgage. There's a website, but as long as you know it's Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z, you'll be a good stead.
0: I need to update our copy so that we have his uh, website.
1: I'm the <laughs> one that looked it up last time. The last few times,
0: I, I know if you if you type in Gold, gold Star Mortgage with Brandon in, in, with an E, Sands with a Z, it does not, come up. It does come up with uh, B Sands at GoldStarFinancial.com. All right, uh, let's let's do these Twitter questions. All All right, right. hockey. Let's do that, hockey.
2: And our Uh, first comes from our reigning champ, Le Chaveux, who asks, what is your freezer aisle food of choice? Bagel Bites, taquitos, tortinos, et cetera.
0: I assume tortinos is pizza rolls.
2: Yeah.
1: That is the Uh, answer. Yeah, pizza rolls. That's the the answer. However, the jingle, when pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime, is a pretty great jingle, and that does belong to Bagel Bites.
0: Does it? It does. There it is. There it is. Greg, Greg, I feel like you are the reigning freezer food champ. Uh, do you have thoughts on this? Oh, I like
2: myself a Jack's Pizza. Maybe you can get one five for five or something like that. Jesus Ooh, Christ. a Jack's Pizza really hits the spot. You know, a Jack's yes, frozen Just, pizza.
0: Cool. Jack's. All right. <laughs> Say, Say one up. more time. Plug it one more time. <laughs> I'll tell you one more time get yourself
2: look, wait wait till no one's looking in the supermarket look to your left look to your right look over your shoulder and then reach in and grab <laughs> yourself a jack's pizza in the supermarket <laughs> next up <laughs> from chart the short <laughs> how is can't we, can't right combating inflation will we expect budget cuts to affect the quality of the show um, what quality <laughs>
1: What's he talking Certainly.
0: about? Well, you'll notice Plum has an echo now because of his new home. Uh, so we need to buy uh, some, some sound matting for his room. Yeah. And, and I think probably on the chopping block was the lavalier mic that we talked about for Plum. I don't know that we talked to Plum about this.
2: This was something that we were oh. just, we were conspiring against him. Wait,
0: is
1: this like one of those head labs or like no, the
0: lapel? No, not lapel. Uh, just so that because you you tend to rock so much, we figured no, if, if we attach the mic to you, you can't run away from it <laughs> or lean in too close, for that matter. Uh, so that was uh, that was we, that may that may wait for the Fed to 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 really tank the economy for us to save us all. Um, any other cuts? Uh, are we gonna are we gonna invite our friends from Anchor back in? Mm. yeah we'll see we'll see Uh, next up prep bottom prep bet of the week
2: malik car tds this season versus number of pods that Plum will actually be on from now until the end of this year (laughs) over under 5.5
1: i'm anthony (laughs) anthony anthony We've 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 developed a repu- uh, a relationship. I want to say a, re- a rapport, a rapport, a rapport. I wouldn't call it a dalliance yet. <laughs> but what I would say is, it's prop bets like this that are not going to make you friends. they are not going to make you friends with listener guests. Sure, they might make you friends with the legacy media. But who cares? <laughs> the about
2: globalist media. The globalist.
1: Oh, the globalist I- agendas. These. East Coast mintosaurus Elite, mintosaurus now. elite and, and I don't know, mayonnaise's favorite tall blander friend. Listen. Mayonnaise's don't.
2: favorite margarine. tall...
1: Margarine. No. Margarine. <laughs> margarine. Yeah.
2: Salt-free mayonnaise margarine. Mayonnaise has, as I understand it, way too much flavor. I wouldn't way know because flavor. I don't put mayonnaise on anything. <laughs> but
1: Of course you don't. Uh, anyway, this is not a good look for you. How very dare you... Malik Carr will of course score at least 12 touchdowns this season and I will be on at least that many weeks 5.5 you should be ashamed
0: Notably <laughs> Malik is number 6 so uh over
2: Next up from Elon Bloom if Cooper Redshirts we have only 9 scholarship players active uh how many injuries can the roster sustain until his redshirt gets pulled the answer is like Half an injury.
0: Yeah, I I don't even think it can sustain a injury. I yeah. think zero is the answer. He the but red shirt is, thing is old.
1: it's not going to happen. But this is the year we will have zero injuries because we've had at least twelve each of the preceding seasons. Oh, so.
2: you're saying that Izzo has banked some injuries. We the, the and he's going to
0: cash
1: has to provide us. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: one that's what he's doing done. with the scholarships. He's just rolling them over. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, next up, uh, does one running back become a Blue, a bell cow, or will it be by committee?
2: I think it's a committee, but I think it's a, a small committee. It's it's a committee of two. I don't think it's a committee of three or four.
1: I don't know um, if bell cow is quite the appropriate analogy here either. A bell cow's whole purpose is to alert the other cows, so I don't think that's what the goal of a running back is. They're supposed to find holes and exploit them with their secretness, their surreptitude, their ability to dalliance to dalliance without getting detected.
0: Uh I also love referring to running backs as livestock. It's it's my favorite. Uh, uh, if, if we end up with a single running back, I do think that it um that bodes well. I think really well. For, yes. that that means we found ourselves a Ken Walker again. Or someone yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Elin Bloom, This uh, can you get a copy of the Farmer's Almanac Listen. and tell me how many bad weather games we'll, ha- we'll have at Spartan Stadium this the year? The only
1: good question we've had on the pod so far this week comes from Elin Bloom here. This is true. The Farmer, Farmer's Almanac has predicted, in fact, very, very rough winter prediction for Michigan and for most of the country.
2: Here's the thing, though. These days are are all going to happen on football Saturdays. And what do we get told over the public announcer? Every game? It's
0: a beautiful day for football.
2: So, Elon Bloom, there will be no bad weather games because there is no such thing. All football games have beautiful days for football.
0: Also, your echo did you a lot of favors there.
2: Yeah, it, it really, that was the time for it. This was its moment. Uh, next up, which arrived to me uh, this week in a uh, card from my wife's grandmother. Oh my Nana God. asks, who was the longest serving Canadian prime minister?
0: Justin, Justin Trudeau. Next question. <laughs> not,
1: not it. The answer is Mackenzie King. Is this, did you actually know this? I looked it up. I looked it up. I Googled it. I Googled it. I Googled it. Mackenzie King served three non-consecutive terms for a total of 21 years and 154 days. I looked it up because I thought that was interesting. Um,
0: I've never heard of this. this uh, you, could, you could name other ones and I'd be like, oh, I've heard of that one.
1: No, never you heard had, of you've before. heard of none of them. You've never heard of Sir John A. McDonald, the second longest serving. But you may have heard of Pierre Trudeau.
2: Yeah, the older Trudeau. I knew yeah, it was serving. who was the
0: conservative one that served uh, before. The most recent conservative, uh, uh,
2: the same? not Ford. The other ones, the Ford. Great
0: the uh, We've been derailed by Nana. Okay, let's nah, well, Nana. I
1: think uh, I think what's I think what's interesting to note is that uh, Pierre Trudeau was the one who had the longest tenure of consecutive terms. Um, cool.
0: So next up, Spartan 18770. Unless, Greg, do you need to say more for it's Nana? Stephen
2: Harper? Was it Stephen Harper? Stephen Harper. I mean, well I I done. I didn't man. have to look it up. I got Hello, halfway through, through typing in. I was like, I'm going to get it. Uh, next up from Spartan 18770 Is it any surprise by the generational fans? Only blue haired, get off my lawn, baby boomers prefer Michigan over Michigan State. Um. No, it's no surprise. We've been doing all the winning lately. Yeah. People love winning, and we've been doing a lot of it all over the place. Most recent basketball national championship, most recent hockey national championship, uh, more most success recent. in football, three Big yeah. Ten championships in the last 10, 15 years. I
0: mean, Just go to the on. Wikipedia page. Just go to the Wikipedia Just page. Just go there. Just
1: just go there.
2: Next up, by Spartan eighteen seven seventy. Will Izzo be allowed to pick his successor, and who do you think it would be? The answer is yes. The answer is no.
1: Yes. The answer is absolutely no.
2: I if
0: Alan DJ Heller, does, if DJ doesn't have a good run at Western, I don't think he gets to pick his
1: successor. Yeah, I think it, it, Assuming you think it's going to be DJ, which this move to Western would make some sense. I think Alan Hower is going to go.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, who who should it be, Tom? And he'll take that under advisement. Uh, but I'd be surprised. I, I, yeah. literally, I, I literally do not think that Tom is going to get an unbridled pass to choose who his successor is. I don't.
0: Yeah, I think Alan Howard cares too much about... I, I just mean. think he cares. Yeah.
1: Yep. And, and Izzo uh. is... Listen, I love... I love Tom Izzo. I agree with every... I co-sign everything you said. But if there is a fatal flaw, he is sentimental. Hmm. And that's again, also his strength. That's it is. It is his power, but it is not going to be a power when you choose the next head coach of this program. Yeah. So to that end, I do not believe that he is going to get the
2: hope. Well, well, hopefully we don't find out for a while. Uh, next up. And finally, by Spartan eighteen seven seventy, if you were not MSU fans, what school would you root for?
1: The university of Southern North Dakota at Hoople, of course, <laughs> the bulldozers. Yes,
2: the, the hoople
0: Dozes,
1: of the course. Dozes, of course.
0: Wait, well, surely you have had another school that you looked at.
1: Uh the Emory Eagles, <laughs> NCAA Division Three. Uh, yeah, for undergrad. Uh, Are you Madison I mean, all the way? I w- the Georgetown Hoyas. I wasn't. No one's looking at I mean, basketball, I guess, but no one's really looking at them as like. a... Was
0: there any other school in undergrad that you got into? that you considered going to
1: i just mentioned georgetown and albion college yeah that's it
0: oh albion that tracks okay albion interesting i mean i I was i i will admit
1: i was considering the university of michigan for a brief season but it was the first school i scratched off my list oh so you you put the caps out there and you said not this one not this one this is actually a funny story that no one cares about but i will just briefly say in a word The person who convinced me not to go to the University of Michigan was the University of Michigan honors college student who called me to talk about why their program was better than James Madison. And after the call, she was like, you probably should go to Michigan State.
0: Uh, Greg, who's your choice? You got one on this?
2: I would be getting my Amani Bates jersey right now. I would be so thrilled for my Eastern Eagles if I didn't have MSU. Both my parents went to Eastern. So I've always had, I I watch it, I keep an eye on what's happening down there, whether they're, you know, working in the factory or whether they're, you know, bringing Amani back to the Convocation Center. I'm always keeping an eye on my Eastern Ingles.
0: I love that. All right, next up, Mike Jones. Spent the weekend in Roswell, Georgia. Saw at least a dozen MSU stickers and license plate
1: frames on Georgia cars.
0: How the hell did that become our second home in recruiting? Let me answer
1: this question as the only person on this podcast who ever lived in the state of Georgia. I signed the petition when I lived there in 2013 to have Michigan State added to their license plates. Mm. Anyone can mount a campaign, and I think it's 100,000 signatures or something. And then the state has to add what you've asked them to add as an emblem on their personalized license plates. Now, when I lived there by 2015, they had not yet gotten to their 100,000th signature, but I was one of a few who signed. So congratulations. Have,
2: the, uh, the alumni association should make it like part of its charter that we're going to yes. do something like this wherever it's available across yep. the entire country.
1: Yep. Yep. And I want credit for it. And that's because of me. Because of me. Because of because me. Because of you. Thank you.
2: Uh, that is, next that up is for Mike Jones.
1: Gamers, hope, and second uh,
2: have you ever been to a Bucky's gas station? Why is it the greatest experience of your life? And if not, why have you deprived yourself of the magical paradise on Earth? I know the South loves their like gas stations as a service. I've been in a few of them. I understand that, like the fa- the food is like good fast food at some of these, or maybe even better. Um, to me, uh, gas stations are still a utility because I'm a yank and I don't no. get it. This no. isn't for me. But I know, I know that the
1: South is about those gas stations. Big time. I had, I've never been to one. I, I didn't know they had them in in Georgia. Do um, have you been to a come and go? Yep, that
2: was actually what I was like keeping in the back of my head was
0: Mm. (laughs) we went to sheets uh on our our trip Mm -hmm. sheets Sheets, just sheets uh on our trip uh did not have the pretzel buns though that they're famous for i i assume supply chain issues china yeah well that tells me everything i need to know about that bread you know (laughs) Uh, it's coming a long way and
2: finally, from Mike Jones, uh, taking the fam to the opener of Western Michigan, two first-timers, 17 and 14-year-old. Uh, should I buy tickets midfield upper deck near the student section, near the tunnel? Where do you think they would have the most fun outside of sitting next to Plum listening to her talk about Maddie C?
0: Who was in the building recently, by the way.
1: Uh, I would say
2: proximity to the student section. Yes. Do that. That's
1: right.
0: Absolutely. And before is- we
1: go to our next question, let's just congratulate our friend Mike Jones on his most recent engagement to the love of his life. We are proud of you, buddy. Very happy. Oh, you. you
0: buried the loop. we I talked knows. about his and we yeah. didn't toast to him. Don't, worry,
1: don't How did worry. we miss this? Don't you worry. I had it saved in my back pocket, and I'm calling it out here. We're proud of you. We love you. We wish you the best, and we will salute you in due course. In fact, gentlemen, toast out of Mike Jones, to Mike Jones. Mike Jones.
2: Jones. The real Mike Jones, not this Mike Jones.
0: Jesus Christ! All right, next up, Joe Ashworth. Given the state of the world, what dystopian fiction would you willingly sign up for? He says, "I'll start. Plug me into the Matrix tomorrow." Yeah, because that's where that goop is.
1: That's where the goop
2: is that I want to eat.
0: I'm not bored, Joe Ashworth. That's out of the Matrix. That's in the.
2: Yeah, but they they like put it directly into your veins or whatever, and that sounds good.
1: That's not a. That's not the. That, that that's more of like an IV. That's, you're Anderson in Cooper, the soup. Jason. Yeah, I don't know about soylent,
0: that. Soylent motherfucker.
1: Okay. What other uh, dystopian I like. What would was you? the movie? What was the book we all read when we were like in middle school or high school? Uh, Lord of the
0: Flies. Uh, Brave New World.
1: Uh, Brave New World. Yep. Brave New World. Why not that? The Stranger. Yeah. Brave. Oh, Albert Camus. So good. So mm. good.
0: Terrifying. Boring, but deliberately so to replicate the heat. Mm. Mm. So good, so good. All, All right. right. Also, and...
2: also, we read the most dangerous game. Ah, uh, great,
1: great, great dystopian. story. Great story. Every oh, yeah. high schooler read the most dangerous game.
2: Is it dystopian? You know, I, it... I think it's. Well, well, or
1: is it just reality? are we currently century. living in a dystopian? No, there it, so it is. is. Well, probably last probably up. up from Joe Ashworth, if you can nope. see the... F- nope. Fuck. Prop bet of the week. Second uh, lazy. up. No. And no. Ad, no, no, no. No. Would you set
0: the over-under for flea... What would you set the over-under at for flea flickers in 2022? See, that is a lazy prop bet of the week. You can't do 2.5. What do you guys think about 2.5?
1: I'll take it. Over. I'll take the over. Oh, okay. over. All right. All right. Next All right. up. Last up from Joe Ashworth, if you can see the flea flicker replaced this year, what, what would you replace it with? fumble rooskies, tons of fake punts, hashtag make the wheel route great again. Something else?
2: I love me a hook and ladder.
0: Hook Mm. and ladder
1: me. Statue of
0: Liberty. I'll take that. Uh, I don't think we've
2: ever ran, of all of the fake plays, we've run a hook and ladder, we've run the flea flicker, we've run the fumble rooski. I don't think I've seen us do a Statue of
1: Liberty. I saw a video on the internet is that
2: where you saw it, Alex Blum?
1: It was, it was a, there was a www, <laughs> and in said video, a kicker on field kicked his kick, and I on side kicked his kick, and he recovered it, mm-hmm. and he did it in a way that made me feel like it could be done regularly. Why aren't our special teams the most important part of the? Team practicing onside kicks and recovering them themselves. Why is there the are, there's like uh, there's a handful team. of
0: extreme coaches that believe yeah. that that is the only way to kick the ball because why would you not give yourself the greatest percentage chance at possession? It's Thank saber you. metrics for football.
1: Yes, 100% of the time. The opposing team should never have the opportunity to be on offense except for once a game, either at the beginning or at halftime because of the coin toss. That is it!
0: Uh, I will also say, if uh, if our receiving core is as good as I hope it is, four verts all the time. Just Everyone just run down the field. Chuck it. Chuck it up. Chuck it up. Like, what are you going to do? Because if we've got halfway decent running backs, what are you going to do? That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, next up is Joe is captain. First time? In honor of- What's that?
1: Could be first time first time, first time, first time. Oh, no i think i think actually
0: joe is captain i don't think we've heard from joe since like uh we might have been recording with skype wow like, joe's yeah. back then a golden I oldie you, i think joe is an old head for sure that predates uh, me i yeah. i
2: read ahead while you were debating this saved up for this question it's good i like this
0: uh in honor of Jaden Reed and Brandon Wright, would you consider renaming your show Can't Read, Can't Write? That's R-E-E-D and W R I G H T this season. Well done.
1: That is good. So proud. We of should you. do that on Twitter. The first game of this season, we should become can't read, can't write.
2: Well, we'd have to be can read, can write.
1: Ah. Right? Or maybe ah. we
2: can't, maybe we keep can't read, can't write the way it's currently spelled. And then we underneath we say can read, can write the way it's spelled ah. with the last names. I don't know. Let's
1: see what you've done.
2: I'm not the full idea man, the way that Joe is captain is. Okay. I, I'm just trying so to. Joe, keep up.
0: I want to be very clear Joe is captain. You have the most aptly named uh, Twitter handle ever because you are clearly the captain now in the <laughs> same way that in yes. Captain Phillips, I yes.
1: am the captain. I am the captain. Uh, I resign immediately. I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Next up is Thomas Zambiasi, who asks, where should uh, a new Conrad's be established to replace the one that used to be near Crunchy's? Uh, and for the chat for
2: the old location, especially because that's my that was my Conrad's. That was my, my okay. corner Conrad's. Uh, The answer is uh, put it in the giant Spartan statue overlooking uh, Spartan (laughs) Stadium, And it just, it should occupy all of the floors and it should just be a giant S show of a Conrad's at all
1: times. You are a dumb, dumb man. (laughs) Uh,
0: But I would take one next to Greg, generally speaking. Uh, you can uh, take it. Take the old... Uh, what's the coffee shop called again? The Big B. No, nah, that's not right. Uh, something else. Uh, you're not going anyway.
2: to get me to do it. You're not going to get me to do it, Mike Jones.
1: Why don't you just um, do it? I'm not
2: you. Say uh, it. Say next it. up from uh, from Tom Z. Uh,
0: you the closements. Spartan- is to blame for this. Yes, he is.
2: Truly. Should the upper bowl of Spartan Stadium be expanded... On the north and south ends. Would there be enough fans to fill it up? B- uh, bearing, no, barring that. I don't that, think so. Can we get a canopy at least? Early season noon games. Yeah. Um, that's fair. I, about expansion. Uh, I do wonder if there's maybe a market for like a, like an open, if, if we're going to be adding alcohol to the stadium do you think there might be a market for like kind of a community oh, space yeah. with views toward the stadium that you oh, could yeah. put somewhere? I, I think that could happen. I think you could pay a premium for access to that area.
0: Um, like uh, what's the sp- this side that has the speakers that are obnoxious?
2: Yeah, that's the north side. So, yeah, so like yeah, put a platform that. above that.
0: Yeah. Or above, sure. Whatever, wherever you don't get uh, just uh, Rutgers blasted. By the speakers that's that's what i'm saying
2: they have that i'm seeing that at more stadiums including uh uh, uh at indiana and it's popular there's a markup for it next Not up indiana. from the keith ski who asks times three for the keith ski no no, no.
0: there are three separate questions
2: ah what are you drinking
0: uh, uh well Currently, I'm on a Tobo Chico Margarita, but uh, I think I've chronicled what I've drank today.
2: Redemption, uh, high rye bourbon. Uh, where, when are you drinking?
0: Uh, what time it, does wake up?
2: It's a Monday evening. Uh, it's currently twelve or ten twenty p.m.
0: Uh,
2: Eastern time. We
0: probably started around eight.
2: And uh, why are you drinking? Um, because I have to talk to these two jabronis for two hours. Like, what? I'm going to do this sober. Come on, Come
0: I can't. On. I, I can't deal with the possibility of Plum either shouting into the microphone or blasting his air horn. And frankly, I'm saying all of this because he has turned his Zoom camera off and seems to be away. And so, what else do we want to say about him right now?
2: What else is there to say about him? He won't um, listen to
0: the episode because he won't be.
2: Quick, let's do these of questions before
0: before he comes oh, back oh why I'm drinking this this is why I drink
2: the first one starts speaking of climate change <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we try to find what's supposed to be the first one? no fashion? I
0: tried I tried I couldn't <laughs> find anything that I think it was supposed to be a joke and I said you know what I'm gonna make her joke funnier <laughs> All right, read it. Speaking of climate change, Neil deGrasse Tyson has stated, quote, if the ice caps melt, the water levels of the ocean will rise and reach the left elbow of the Statue of Liberty. So really, shouldn't MSU reinstate the swim and dive team now to be ready?
2: Are we in New York? I don't think so.
0: Also, do you think those subpar people who couldn't really cut it, even at the club level, are going to be able to save an entire academic institution? I think not. Uh, that's I, from didn't it from a lie either. We yeah. went over, we Show went over the, the lie.
2: Show the lie. Look uh, at the club
0: rankings. Just look at them.
2: The modern sport of hockey was developed in Canada and, uh, hockey Canada's motto is lead, develop and promote positive hockey experiences. What part of that mission did Pearson not adhere to? <laughs>
0: well, didn't club or didn't hockey Canada just fire more than one person for being absolutely terrible?
2: Uh, well, hockey, and we could talk to Jarrah about this at, at some point. We got to have him back before the end of the season, uh, the summer is. It, there. There is a bit of a culture problem in hockey uh, generally.
0: Oh, uh, sex assault scandal. Great. Cool. Okay. Uh, but the not, answer of the the, oh,
2: the lead, develop, and promote Um, I think the only one that he actually did do was develop because they, they have been putting guys into the league.
0: Uh... Is Is that a positive hockey experience though?
2: No. So total fail on lead and total fail on promote positive hockey experiences. And you don't have to take my word for it. The entire senior class felt that way. Also Wilmer Hale. And Wilmer Hale. Also the board. Finally, from Mamopoli, what kind of season opening game against the Broncos will your stomach survive? A close scoring game where each team enjoys the lead change back and forth or a very comfortable MSU lead, but the Broncos challenge back with a chance to win at the end of the fourth quarter. Neither of these things it. will happen. Neither
1: neither. I'm not strong enough for fourth, uh, for scuttled fourth quarters any longer. The old John L.
0: Smith fourth quarter surprise. You know, I'm actually going to open up this new bottle of whiskey here. If you're, if you're retapping.
2: As far as I'm aware, MSU's never lost to Western, and it's not happening this season. Um, next up from R. Sawyer, uh, make up a nonsense football play and give it an equally unhinged name.
0: All right, the Max <laughs> Christie, <the> Plum Christie,
2: <laughs> Christie's no, plums,
0: Christie's plums. No. And everyone,
2: and the way you call it. Is from the sideline the coach goes, I can feel it.
0: I think, I think the idea is on on the outside there's two curls, the two plums, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then uh and then you have a blocking scheme that is not conducive to uh a, a really long shot. Yep. But like the your two other receivers go really far down the field. Uh and- but then but they hit the edge of the end zone yeah. and then they just take a step back inside so it back doesn't inside. count for points.
1: No, no. Well, the play ends in an interception. That's, that's, that's Christie's plumps. Yeah. All right. Christie's pumps.
2: And you can only run it for one season and then never again after that. Uh, next from Always Thinking 1835, now that it's August and the summer is almost over, what non-football fall sport should be the, should we be most excited about for MSU? <sighs>
1: Uh, curling.
2: Tennis? Tennis? Is tennis a fall sport?
1: Is swim and dive still a fall sport?
2: Oh my God, it's so mean.
0: It may be taken up in the fall.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We should mention that we didn't do our homework on the whole swim and dive. uh, Uh, But Plum also
0: said that I made my point validly, which is that MSU is actually in a lose, lose, lose situation. Triple lose. So. So I I
1: called Jones about this.
0: But you, you did? did? Is this yeah, why we're... I couldn't talk? It is. Uh, you, you guys
2: having sidebars without me? It's
0: fine. I, I was it. deeply worried that there was something very personal going on in your life. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going on this road trip and I'm not here for him.
2: Uh, I'm going to go tennis. Uh, maybe that's fall. I don't know. Uh, next up, from Always Thinking 1835, <laughs> I found a bird in my house the other day. <laughs> <laughs> What's, What's the, the worst thing you've discovered in your home that wasn't supposed to be there?
0: Well, we have Plum's uh extension cord. <laughs> um I um I don't know that I've found anything yet, though I will say at the house we used to live in, uh in the attic, uh the you know, all the nails were coming through from yes. the the right. shingles. Same. Yeah. But on one of those nails was hung a Polaroid that was like faded enough to feel like it probably could be in a horror film, <laughs> and uh, because the attic also had an apartment to it that I never went into because no. Is so? Is it up there right now? Just that Polaroid, empty? probably.
2: But is there like a weird room situation in the attic above you right now?
0: No, no, at the old house, the old, the oh, one you. Oh, the in, in, old in the house. house. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, never been in there. Never went in there. Never will go in there.
1: Um, this house has a an old photography developing room, a red room, a dark room. Wow. With a red light that you know turns on because it can develop.
2: Roxanne. you don't have to turn on the red light
0: well leave it leave it in leave it in all (laughs) right
2: all i can say is uh always say 1835 there was a day last fall i woke up and there was still a mike jones in my house that that was concerning didn't care for that didn't like that that when that that happened
0: you you are actually funny and for you to deliver something i I was
2: like oh boy what do we do about this mike jones Can we call, we, is there like a Mike Jones service to take this this unwanted Mike Jones away?
0: I would I'm would deeply it. concerned that you're no longer funny.
1: That you know. <laughs> so uh, I
2: was
0: three. like, hey,
2: what are we going to do about this Mike Jones situation? <laughs> I told the wife and she was like, you're
0: a man of the house. You do take care of the Mike Jones. You really leaned into the, like, if I do it three times, it becomes funny then. Yeah. That's always and been it, a stick. It, That's it always came around for you. Stick, I'll yeah. be honest. It came around for you. That yeah. was good. That was good. All right. Uh, next up, but no, your best. Try again. Next up, Dan Hellpepper. Uh, using the Dirk Diggler yardstick of names sounding like a <laughs> glass. Rank Jeremy Fears, Xavier Booker, Garrick Normand, and for fun, Cohen Carr. I will say for listeners who maybe don't. Uh, Everyone knock on wood. To the whims of teenage boys. Cohen Carr is a recruit that we hope we'll be talking about next week, though if he chooses to go somewhere else, obviously we would wish him luck. And-
1: is he months. also related to Lloyd Carr?
0: <laughs> and not selecting the and university. Not going of Michigan.
2: to U of M.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well done.
0: Maybe because Cohen- uh, Lloyd Carr knows how deeply fucked up that situation is. Well, uh, he doesn't,
1: but it would be nice to think he did. Uh
0: uh, so I look. X-Man is always going to be near and dear to the heart because he has, uh, you know, he's, he's got a, a namesake to, to, to fulfill, but I don't know how you beat someone with the last name of Fears. Fears is it. Fears, the, Fears is it. No doubt. Yeah. But Jeremy Concar has a nice oh, to it. Fears, Fears, though? S tier. Oh, um, Fears, the floor general.
2: Yeah. Next up from Dan Halpepper, uh, what happens when you meet a stranger in the Alps?
1: You introduce yourself as Sir Darian Adams.
2: (laughs) This is a reference to the TV cut of The Big Lebowski. (laughs) Wait, what? There's a scene in The Big Lebowski where, uh, what's his name? The John Goodman character uh, is destroying a Corvette in front of a young man's house because he thinks that it belongs to him. Um, And he has uh, words uh, for that young man that cannot be broadcast on television. So in the TV cut of that scene, what John Kudman tells him is this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps over and over again while smashing that Corvette. I think I've already told this podcast, this story on the pod, but it's also something that was written across all of the chalkboards one day. in one of my, uh, one of my lectures in, in college, the professor threw up the chalkboard. Cause you know how you could like finish a chalkboard and throw it up for notes. And when he threw it up, it said in big type underneath it, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. And it was in a big lecture hall. And I didn't, own up to knowing what it was a reference to he was like does anyone know what this is and i knew exactly what it was but i didn't say anything because i didn't want
0: to explain it in front of everyone i'm now I'm, i don't remember the original quote now and now i need to know it so Can you say, you say it on you on the had, podcast? had your
1: original slice of white bread to give yourself the energy you needed can to you say it can class. you say it on the podcast
2: i think it's for everyone to go find on their own time uh next up from dan Hapapa, um, this is why you're an
1: inferior host <laughs>
2: What's okay. the most 90s, 90 movie in your very young opinion? The most 90s, uh, 90 movie. Is, hold most on.
0: Scum. I need to check the publication date.
1: I mean, I guess it's not very 90s, but the movies I wanted to point to were all the 80s. So I'm going to go with Forrest It's John. The Rock. It's The Rock.
2: No. Oh, yeah. It's, the Rock uh, is it. I'll take The Rock.
1: Why? Because it wasn't like, happening in real time? If it's that, then it's probably Speed with Sandra Bullock.
2: It, it's The Rock because in that movie, um, you you could have terrorism in films uh, of the armed services. And it was like, this is infeasible to actually happen. We can have it in a movie. And now, with everything that we know, we would
0: never uh, create a movie for us that way. It was a similar and time the 90s. It's a Jerry Bruckheimer film, and it has all, I mean, the only thing that, that maybe competes, and I I need to make sure, uh, Face Off. Uh, well, yep, face also Off counts good. too. Because you also get... Uh, that's a John Woo movie, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have that sort of classic uh, doves, in particular, where his favorite, flying, but in slow-mo as a... Uh, but you miss out on the Jerry Bruckheimer, I'm going to shoot whole setting shots from a helicopter and then speed them up at times. Uh,
1: I mean, Jerry Bruckheimer did... Uh, 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 Show Me the Money. Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: that was him. I uh, also you're hear about he's, Jerry Maguire.
1: Uh, Jerry Maguire, thank you.
0: Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer did Jerry Maguire? I
1: thought so. No, am I wrong? Ugh. No, I, didn't. Uh, I think
0: also he's maybe the worst person in the world. Uh, I think I've heard this before. Well, oh, he did Top Gun you? too?
2: Holy Oh, God. yeah. bruckheimer has been around for a long time, my man. Yeah. Uh, next up. Uh, so there's something about Tom Izzo people liking their own tweets. I'm not gonna ask that question. Next up from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy, who does at Plum Alex think he think will be his Max Christie from the 2023 class? I mean, you're just still gonna have Max Christie in that time, right? I think so.
1: I don't know. Um, I don't currently. Know.
0: Garrick Norman is winning uh, uh, the, the the class. You are Why most likely it- to hate Garrick Norman.
1: Why am I not most likely to hate Brooks? I mean, at this point, he's not proved anything to me. And Mike Christie was highly touted and highly regarded. I mean, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump into the vat of fucking lava. It's Brooks. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Next from the Air your guy. How much playing time does Stevie Izzo average this year? <laughs> 12 minutes a game. Things Inter- feeling great. Yeah, it depends on how many uh, how many injuries there are, but there could be. He could be playing the five here uh, if things go a certain way. And finally, from the upper deck jerk guy, is Izzo coming?
0: Fuck yeah! What's that, pump? Hmm? What's,
1: what? Say hmm? What? Any more? What? People can't see the gestures. Oh, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What what are
2: we talking about?
1: Yeah, we'll never know. (laughs) Next up, John Is this what
2: happens when we find a stranger in the Alps?
0: (laughs) All right. Which aspect of your basketball fandom do you find more abusive? Your, quote, he loves me, he loves me not, end quote, support of Tom Izzo, or (laughs) the emotional investment in the whims of high schoolers? Always the latter. It's got to be the
2: latter. Always Always the latter. The indignity of grown men following recruiting.
1: It's upsetting.
0: Also, I don't know that Tom Izzo has ever, when has Tom Izzo ever had a moment where he hasn't been largely criticized by the fan base? Yeah. correct. Isn't there's that always, just a relationship?
2: There's always someone questioning like Izzo's lost it.
0: Uh, and then, you know, or you know, or like the what's and going on with his rotations or, yeah. because also that's an evergreen tweet. What's going on with the rotations? But, but, uh, all right. But,
1: but I, 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 I'm going to attack the premise of John Hubbard's question because John is generally one of the more loathsome of our questioners. <laughs> That's a joke. I like John Hubbard. Uh, he loves me. He loves me not support of time. I, zone. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what it means. D- is it that Tom loves me, but then he doesn't love me because of his coaching decisions? Because I feel that very, very consistently all season. Every season for always until forever.
2: This is what we were just talking about.
1: Well, I'm still, I still it still doesn't make any sense to me. You, you all didn't handle it well then, if that's what you were just talking about. The
0: first Next day. up is a question for you.
1: Of oh, <sighs> course.
0: Is Plum available to comment on the internet speculation that his recent absence from the show is because he's busy readying the launch of his own podcast, Spartan Wars, the Alex Plum Experience? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't know what it means. But I don't what have do you to want, because do you want if you had a podcast called that, what would it be?
1: It wouldn't be a podcast. It would be one of the most recent you know, what is what are the shows oh god on the Apple TV, you know, and it has the, the it has the um the Mandalorian. Isn't that Apple TV? It that has That's the Mandalorian. Disney Plus, okay, fine, same thing. Disney, Apple, same company, Google. It's all the same. It's all owned by George Horses. All of pop culture uh, is
2: owned by like two or three, three companies.
1: Two or three people, Doesn't and they matter. all were involved in Pizzagate. Listen, yep. the Spartan War's NFT experience would be definitely an NFT based Disney plus television show that you would have to subscribe to with Ethereum on your Patreon. And on your only Patreon. On only OnlyFans, and I would be a bazillionaire in Bitcoin. Dogecoin actually. And it would just be me um doing unmentionable things to old pictures of Mark Hamill and uh Carrie Foster. So that's great. Hmm, Fisher? Sure. That's interesting. Fisher. Sure, Carrie Fisher.
0: Foster's banana? I don't know, I don't know. All right. Next up, uh, Mr. Neurotic Pants. If they had similar levels of talent and assistant coaches, who wins the chess match? Harbaugh or Tucker motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I got Ron Burgundy. Yeah, I got Burgundy uh, there. <laughs> I uh so here's what I'll say, uh Mr. Ont Pants. Uh uh Harbaugh has had uh by star rankings anyway, more talent than Michigan State. And by coaching salary pool, more assistant firepower
2: I'm in as well
0: which I say knock knock
2: yep I'm not I'm not doing it I'm not doing your twitter thing no
1: no just knock knock just think about Mel Tucker sitting contra Jim Harbaugh over an actual chessboard and just I mean objectively tell me who do you think is going to win that that game it's not Jim Harbaugh he's wearing khakis he's sweating under his glasses He's, a nervous, he's rehearsing he's, his Eminem raps. He doesn't and, you know what the fuck is. He doesn't know how to play first.
2: And he just adopted four hundred children, so he's sleep deprived.
1: So many fetuses, and he's trying to incubate he's, them all. He's busy writing on his Notes
0: app about the courage that's <laughs> required to have a child.
1: The DTE bill has got to be astounding. <laughs>
2: next up from neurotic fans uh are we laughing at or with the quick gestures was there a joke there
0: the dte bill it's, it's,
1: it's, it's the, from the kids it's just okay,
2: because of all their they're, electronic they're, devices they're, they're,
1: they're is they're 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 that test tube baby ah the, they, test the test
2: tubes
0: and the, and the, and the, it was a the, really great uh, joke i made yeah. me laugh hard okay the, I, DTE, I, I missed it i apologize I, DTE so,
2: uh, the joke was Jonesy, this one's effectively for you. Are we laughing at or with the court gestures of Spartan Twitter?
0: All right, so I'm not going to call any names out here, but uh, I will just say that I'm not entirely convinced uh, that there's a lot of with happening here. Uh, it feels a lot more like at uh, with some folks who have had some uh, difficult times in life, and I don't love it. I don't participate in it, and I wish those people well.
1: So that's all I'll say. Well done. Alright.
2: And then finally, uh I better read comments. this
1: one. Alright, go ahead. The last one we're missing erotic. <laughs> Look, I'm drunk. What do you <laughs> want me to tweet about? Just tell me what to tweet and I'll tweet it. How lonely adolescence was. <laughs> How I hate living in this city. My prayers for fire from the sky. Climate change will see to that. <laughs> well, that's why you should get your
0: NFTs right now. Do you, think,
1: <laughs> do you think when he says climate change, we'll see that he's actually speaking about lonely adolescents? I hope so. Did you, did you read Cormac McCarthy's The Road? I know you did, Mike. Did you, Kevin? I, did I didn't. Not, no, You didn't, Jones? You're so well read. Not,
0: not when it comes to fiction.
2: Notice, notice listeners, Plum was very certain that I had not read
1: it. Oh, but was very I
2: certain that Jones didn't had know you so could well
1: read. Much. Jones's mother used to be an executive at Borders. I assume he's read every book that's won an award. So I just—is it good? It. It's should fantastic. I read it? You should have just because
0: things lose. win an award does not make them good. Uh, but here's here's what I'll I say: notably, Heisman didn't go to Canine.
1: Well, there it is. But we've always said the Walter Camp. Camp Award, the best award in football, the only award that's ever mattered. We never cared about the Heisman, a stupid trophy.
2: Stupid. Dumb. Very stupid. Uh, I will say this, you know, Mr. Neurotic Pants, it seems bad. You know, the sky is falling. You hate living in a city. You know, adolescence was lonely, but it could be worse. You could wake up one day and Mike Jones could be in your house. Or. That's truly the
1: greatest you need to call it's it
2: back three thing. more times for it's that to work. the worst thing for you. that could happen.
0: <laughs> Truly. I. And look, I'm here for you to make fun of me. I like it. It makes me laugh. Listen, Mike but Jones that was, some was just, your, That was some of your
1: worst effort by Mike a lot. Jones. Like, it wasn't even mean. It was just bad. Mike Jones was just in town and didn't come to see one of his co hosts. You didn't, didn't come, come
2: to see either him? of them. You didn't come to see either of them. I had to go to Unbelievable. him.
1: Unbelievable.
2: The indignity un- of
1: it of un- going un- to him, unbelievable.
0: His, My he's lucky that his parents, his parents were there. Thirty fifth birthday, and I. Then uh,
1: Diane
0: I want to shout out one more time for her. Santa Fe Brewing Company brought me some awesome stuff. We're gonna we're gonna leave on this note because I think we have an exciting commitment tomorrow. We've extensively covered quite a bit today, uh, and I think we had fun. Uh, so drink more. Uh, I will say, do not recommend this one by a lot. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about that later. Anyway, gentlemen, go green. We're 25 days away from football season. Let's fucking go. Go white! Go white!